Welcome to Horse Tracks, a feature of Mile High Broncos Podcast, part of the Fans First Sports Network. Here's what's happening in Broncos country. Well, can we really be that surprised? I don't think we can. The Broncos have now lost their 16th straight game against the Kansas City Chiefs. It's now tied for the fourth longest losing streak to a single team. The NFL record is 20, so the Broncos have a chance to match that within only a couple more seasons. But, uh, man, our, what do we expect? Well, my name is Ross. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this edition of Horse Tracks. It's a awesome-looking Friday, October the 13th, um, over on Mile High Broncos Podcast, part of the Fans for Sports Network. Thank you so much for everyone who decided to listen this morning. Hopefully, um, you saved yourself the trouble and didn't watch last night's game, so we can react to that together today. And if you did, um, let's go ahead and... Just feel bad all together collectively um, because that's probably the best thing we could do at this point. Uh, Shout out to the boys over at Cold Valley um, listening to this one. Happy uh, um, high school game day for all those that celebrate and for whoever, which one of you is watching from Cold Valley right now. uh, You you guys better watch enough film this week. That's all I'm going to say. But uh, let's what we got on deck for today is reacting to the Broncos versus Chiefs game. Um, and then we're going to be talking uh, about some lackluster performances on offense where it kind of went wrong in general. Um, some credit to defense because they put up a heck of a stat um, in this game and over the last couple weeks. And then we're going to talk about, take a little stock watch on the Broncos uh, when it comes to trade availability. A couple players' stock went up in this game. A couple players' stock definitely went down. So we'll uh, see who did what. But before we get into that, of course, you can find all of these awesome articles over milehighreport.com. Um, you can find my article on the offense line breakdown um, on the Chiefs. That's going to be dropping here um, sometime next week. Um, you could catch the one that I, I did on the Broncos against stunts and the um, blitzes against the Jets from last week. You can go check that out. And you can follow us on social media at milehighreport on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I'm partial to the Instagram because yours truly runs that one as well i uh, appreciate all your guys support on there and don't worry i see everything that you have to say um and um whatever platform you're listening to spotify apple podcast google podcast literally anywhere you get your podcast youtube go ahead and follow or subscribe really appreciate the support but let's get into things broncos versus chiefs nothing can go right for the broncos of course when the defense finally puts together a really solid performance, holding the Chiefs offense to just 19 points, 16 points through most of the game, it's the offense that can't score. An offense that's been averaging 24 points a game puts up eight. Let's see why. So, well, I mean, also real quick, I mean, the defense did well most time. Obviously... Um, I don't think Damari Mathis was essentially on the same page on whether he was on offense or defense when he threw the block instead of for Patrick Mahomes instead of trying to tackle him. But, you know, A for effort, maybe? Uh, no. But it was a really pathetic first half that 
more than likely doom the Broncos here. So the opening drive, they had a turnover on downs at the Kansas City 38-yard line. Wilson was sacked on the fourth and, th fourth and three, and then you had Sean Payton call a timeout after that happened. He said after the game, he thought it was that was a third down play, and so he, he thought they were going to fourth down, so he called the timeout, and he said that was, quote, or a, a he said, quote, a boneheaded play uh, by him. So... Uh, I, I feel like the reaction to that may be different. That was Hackett saying that. Champagne probably isn't going to get as much slack for that one. Um, that's really bad. That's really bad. Um, and then they threw an interception on their second drive. Um, that was at the 43-yard line, uh, their own 43-yard line. And then they would punt the ball the next four drives to finish off the first half. Two of those featured um, three and outs. They only had 94 total yards in the first half. And Russell Wilson absolutely had his worst game of the season. I mean, the stats aren't great. And you don't even need to look at the stats. He looked sloppy, especially in the first half. Um making bad reads, not seeing open guys, holding the ball too long, but also let's give his saving grace here is that you guys know I'm a bit of a Russell Wilson defender. Um, obviously, there is a lot of bad in this game that was just on him. That first interception, absolutely on him. Some missed passes, absolutely on him, but it wasn't just his fault in this game. A lot of the blame has to go to... Let's talk about the play calling. Sean Payton was absolutely horrible tonight. Definitely his worst game uh, uh, of his team with the Broncos tenure. They were running some funky wing T stuff. You know, they had a lot of times where they send just two receivers on routes and wonder why no one can get open. Poor route combinations didn't help as well. Um, they didn't use the run game as effectively as they should. They end up finishing the game averaging five yards a carry. And yet, the run game was still pretty underutilized. Now, I mean, you could argue that, no, it wasn't because they ended up rushing 23 times. They only had 22 passing attempts. But they absolutely should have ran the ball uh, more in this game. Jaleel McLaughlin was looking nice. Javante Williams was looking maybe as good as ever this game. They were doing some good stuff. But they didn't want to use the run game. And the Broncos' offensive line, still pretty poor. Garrett Bowles, not great. And that their tackle situation is horrible. I mean, to his, to play devil's advocate, Mike McGlinchey was brought in for the run game. He wasn't necessarily known for his past pro in San Francisco, but he is horrendous. And it looks like he's not really even given a crap either, which kind of hurts. It's really bad when the offensive lineman just kind of gives up a sack and ignores his quarterback and doesn't at least help him off the ground. That's not a good look. And another thing is that the Broncos receiving core, man, it's really bad. Their receiving core is really weak. You know, that injury um, to, to, to Tim Patrick earlier really hurt them. Doesn't help that Greg Dulcich came back after being on the IR. And he got hurt again after just one catch for three yards on two targets. Same hamstring injury. And I think it's safe to declare him a bust. Well, because he's looked good when he's on the field. He's barely on the field. And it's always a hamstring injury. Another wasted pick by George Payton um, there. 
Um, Cortland Sutton, he was fairly limited all night until the fourth quarter. Made a great touchdown catch. That was about it. Jerry Judy, 14 yards on three receptions and five targets with a long of 13. So 13 of his yards came on one play. Not a good game. Um, Marvin Mims, another week where we're talking about how underutilized he is. I mean, the Broncos have plenty of times where they're deep in their own territory, chucked the ball up to Marvin Mims, but he didn't even see the field on offense. And then there are other receivers that were targeting this game. You had Adam Trotman, tight end, you know, one catch for four yards. You had Brandon Johnson, target, no yards. Chris Manhurts, target, no yards. Wilson is throwing to freaking Walmart employees. And why isn't Marvin Mims on the field? Once again, why isn't Marvin Mims on the field? And it's the trade. Uh, trade away Albert O just looks so much worse right now, man. He'd be The Broncos would be in such a better situation if they had him instead of Greg Dulcich. Because at least Albert O saw the field. And he was a good um, target as well. Got rid of him. So, that sucks. Um, another thing that sucked for the Broncos is there was a very weak defensive pass interference call called on Damari Mathis, um, which negated Kareem Jackson interception. And I mean, let's not pretend to be surprised that Patrick Mahomes gets another interception called back due to a poor defensive coverage penalty. And credit to the defense, though, in this game, because especially in the red zone, um, Teams have been really good driving on the Broncos, but once they get to the red zone, they have been able to do a dang thing. So, um, last week, of course, the Jets were 0 and 5 in the red zone. This week, the Chiefs were 1 in, uh, in 1 and 5 um, in the red zone. So, in the last two weeks, the Broncos have forced the Broncos defense has forced teams um, to being 1 for 10 in the red zone in terms of touchdowns. That's really good stuff. That's really good stuff, man. I don't, you can't really ask for more than that. But let's talk trades. All right. Who went up? Who went down? We got four players to talk about here. So the players whose trade value did go up in this game. Let's talk about still one of the best, if not the best safety in the league. Free safety, Justin Simmons. Um, he had five tackles in this game, one TFL, one interception, picked off Patrick Mahomes in the red zone, jumped a route, looked great in run coverage, and this might have been his best game all season. Justin Simmons' stock absolutely went up, and if the Broncos get anything less than a second rounder for him, I am going to be pretty disappointed. Um, he's, I don't think they get a first from him. I don't think a third's enough, man. If they, I think, honestly, and well, they made bias, he should be a first-rounder. I don't think any team's going to give that to him. At least a second-rounder, probably a player, too. Um, I, Justin Simmons probably has the highest va- trade value out of anyone the Broncos have to offer right now. Corlin Sutton's value also went up a little bit as well because that TD catch showed, man, he still has it. If he's... Showing effort, maybe it's just the thing with the Broncos where he doesn't want to play for them anymore. Maybe he's checked out. Another team could probably revive him and, and make him pretty good. But let's talk about who went down. First off, Garrett Bowles. Still mostly a liability in left tackle in the passing game. Run game, he's average. Man, it sucks. If the Bron- I wish the Broncos traded him after that that Bears game because that's a, probably the best he'll e- value he'll ever be at. Um... 
not great. Not great in this one. And then Jerry Judy. His value absolutely went down. And now I was hoping for like a second rounder for him, being optimistic. Now I'd be surprised if the Broncos could get a third rounder for him. He finished this game with three receptions, like I said. Three receptions, 14 yards, five targets. Um, he's been acting goofy, man, um, on social media. Call out him beefing with Mark Schlereth. And now he's beefing with Steve Smith Sr., Oh man, we'll 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 see what happens with that. Um, the good news: Broncos have fielded calls from at least three confirmed teams, that being the Panthers, the Colts, and the Packers. So there is a lot of interest around Jerry Judy. We'll just see how much teams are actually going to want to give the Broncos for him. Hopefully, with more teams being interested, it drives up his value. I guess we'll have to see on that one. But with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this edition of Horse Tracks. I hope you guys have a fantastic Friday. I hope for whatever uh, high school team you root for, coach for, play for, that you guys get the massive W um, tonight. Um, And if somehow you're a player, coach, supporter of um, the team that we're going to be playing against this week, Marsing, I hope that doesn't happen, at least not for this week. But appreciate you guys so much for your support. You um, fans that go ahead and download, listen, reply, comment, all that fun stuff. Show us the support. Um, you're the reason why this season has been any sort of good. So we, once again, we really do appreciate your tremendous amounts of support. Um, and you make this all worthwhile. So subscribe, follow on whatever pla- platform listing you're watching this on. If you haven't done so yet, follow us on uh Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Mile High Report. And of course, go on over to milehighreport.com for all your articles and Broncos nudes, news needs. Um, but with that being said, my name has been Coach Ross. You guys have a great one. God bless you. And go ahead and uh, um, have a positive impact on someone around you um, today and this weekend. Love you guys. See you in the next one.